41-34, the final score. Tennessee falls to Pitts in the Johnny Majors Classic here on Saturday evening at Neyland Stadium. I'm Eric Kane alongside Austin Price and Ben McKee. And guys, it was a game that could not have, you couldn't have envisioned a better start for uh, Tennessee going out there, getting a negative play on defense the first play, blocking a punt, scoring the next play after that. Tennessee jumps out to a 10-0 lead, and then the inconsistencies, Austin, rear their ugly head, and Pittsburgh comes back and then makes it a ball game. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, the second quarter, we talk, Hubs and I talked about this on the two-minute drill, and the second quarter, back-to-back -back weeks, has just, you know, killed all the momentum Tennessee's had. I mean, you look at, you know, kind of where, you know, they were in the football game at the time against Bowling Green. You look at where they were in, in the football game today against Pitt, and, you know, it just, you know, last week Bowling Green wasn't very good, so they couldn't really take advantage, but Pittsburgh was good enough today, 27. 27 second quarter points. Five scoring drives. They kicked two field goals, scored three touchdowns. I mean, they did pretty much whatever they wanted to, Ben. Yeah, just uh, a really bad afternoon uh, for Tennessee. The, the second quarter pretty much encapsulated how the rest of the game was going to go. Eric spot on with drawing up the, the most perfect spot or perfect start to a game that you could ever ask for. Uh, and then from there on, it was just self-inflicted wound after self-inflicted wound. And the bottom line is when you turn it over three times and mm -hmm. – you commit 13 penalties and you set a program record for penalty penalty yardage in a game you're not going to win that game especially when you have a veteran quarterback who is playing really well on the other side you're just not going to to win that game i do think there's something to be said about those miscues and stats and only losing by a touchdown yeah. and that's a a different conversation for a different day later in the week after we hash out everything that went wrong but uh, at, at the end of the day, you can't turn it over three times and commit 13 penalties. Uh, let's not bury the lead here, gentlemen. I mean, you, you had a quarterback, Joe Milton, who again misfired. You know, we'll have to go back and watch the tape, but three or four times where he could have had big chunk plays or maybe even touchdowns. He goes out of the ball game injured, could not return. Hinton Hooker comes in, slow start, did have two turnovers, but he put Tennessee in a position to win this football game. Josh Heupel asked post game. Will there be consideration of maybe mixing up the quarterbacks? He said each position will be evaluated, the quarterback included. So, uh, Austin, I'll start with you. If you're Josh Heupel, how do you go about that that position specifically uh, here this week in practice? <laughs> it's Groundhog Day, man. We're still stuck in, uh, you know, kind of this limbo where Tennessee doesn't really have a guy. I mean, yeah, Hinton Hooker with his play today, you know, probably earned a, a chance to start next week against Tennessee Tech. I mean. You know, he did have the two turnovers, you're right. But, I mean, you know, heck, I mean, with, even with all the miscues, all the overthrows, half, you know, a good chunk of the players out, Tennessee had the ball with under five minutes to go yeah. driving. You know, I mean, it, that that's the, you know, part about the game where you just kind of like, if you're if you're Tennessee, you're sitting there like, man, like it's the old Dennis Green line, you know. I mean, we let him off the hook. I mean, you know, Tennessee let Pitt off the hook today with – you know, a number of different miscues. But at the quarterback spot, yeah, I think you go with Hendon Hooker next week. Um, you know, I, I thought, he, you know, he only got better the more he played. Yeah, you know, the linebacker made a nice play, you know, on the pick. Other than that, I mean, I, I blame, you know, I, I don't blame Hendon Hooker for the fumble. But yeah, you got to protect the ball. But they kept rolling him, you know, against the grain and just – I don't know. Like it just doesn't seem like that fits his his game to be rolling left, you know. And, and I don't know. I, for me, I think Hendon Hooker should start next week, and then 
we'll go, you know, kind of go from there. I'm with you. Hendon definitely looked better than Joe, just to be blunt about it. And Joe had all the opportunity in the world. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, and and what's they had, how many times did they have people running free? And that's what Heupel talked about. But I mean, that's what every person that watched this game, um, Tennessee fan, Pitt fan, whoever, they saw that the first quarter, Tennessee had numerous receivers running free. Yep. I mean, that's all the first quarter consisted of. And what's crazy is you see the very first deep ball of the day, Joe Milton delivers an absolute beauty to Jalen Hyatt. Yep. Right on the money, an absolute beauty of a throw. And I imagine y'all are feeling the same way when you see that as I was. Like, okay, well, maybe Joe's turned a page. Maybe the, the deep ball isn't going to be an issue, like Cedric Tillman stated earlier in the week when he met with the, the media. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you have Jacob Warren running down the seam as wide open as wide open gets. And, I mean, Joe doesn't even come close to throwing him the football. I mean, he, I mean I've never seen a quarterback miss a guy that badly, truly. I, I, like, I don't think I'm exaggerating. I, I don't think I've ever seen a guy miss somebody that wide open yeah. that badly. I did. I watched it two years ago at the Swamp when J.G. missed – uh, Dominic Wood, your boy, your boy, Dominic <laughs> Wood Anderson. And then the next play threw a dime and he got drilled, uh, to, yeah. to, to Juwan. On like and third then, and it, 19 for but, a first down. But it, same thing happened here. He threw that that you know that out with the tight window that over very there next drive. Jacob Warren. Yep, the yeah. very next drive that you're talking about, Milton made two laser throws for a first down. On, on you're third not going to hit every deep ball like no. that. The, the, everybody, you're going to overthrow something. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Harrison Bailey. It doesn't matter if it's Hendon Hooker. It doesn't matter if it's Joe Milton. You're going to, you're not going to connect on every deep ball. No, but even you thought when you, he, even when, but he connected on zero of them yep, through yep. two games, yep. except for the 50-50 ball, which was just more of a go get it top catch. Yeah, and, and just last thing on on Hendon and then Eric, you hop in here, obviously, but I mean, he connected on the Jalen and. The, the one to Jalen in the end zone, and I, I just kind of feel bad for Joe and Jalen in that situation because I think Jalen smacking his head on the turf as, as hard as he did is kind of what caused that incompletion. But you, you just can't come back, and I mean, I can't wait to, to tally it up when, when I go back and watch the film. I mean, I'm, I imagine it was five or six just complete yeah. overthrows, and, and you didn't get that from Hendon. Hendon looked calm, cool, collected, and I was joking with Austin throughout the second half, like he kind of looks like Dobbs running around. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'm willing to say it because I, I see a little bit of that. Is he Josh Dobbs? Similar. Yes, and that's what it is. And kind of the way he contorts himself to avoid a big hit. And yep. it kind of was, it looked like Pitt was kind of having a hard time just getting a hold of him. Uh, so I'm not saying that Hendon's Josh Dobbs, but the, the running style kind of reminded me of him. And uh, just when you factor in the accuracy and the, build, the ability to, to run around, I definitely think Hendon. Uh, should start next weekend against Tennessee Tech. Yeah, last thing, really, we'll get the we'll get out the door on this one. I mean, the, I think the thing, if you're a Tennessee fan, when you're sitting here on this Saturday, you know, evening into night, and you're frustrated about this game, well, Tennessee had over 130 yards in penalties. Tennessee turned the football over three times. Tennessee uh, did this, did that, but also your starting center did not play. Cooper Mays out. Tyon Evans, who went off last week, did not play. Byron Young, still deemed ineligible, did not play. Jabari Small did not play at all in the second half. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, arguably your best wide receiver, did not play first quarter on. Tennessee was shorthanded. Uh, Tennessee was, uh, you know, shooting itself in the foot all, all game long, but still had a chance to win this football game in the end. And so is there something to draw from that, Austin Price, moving forward? Sure there is. We, we've watched this program. You know, and I get them. People on the board, they're, they're going to have the gnashing of teeth and be upset. I get it. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm tired of watching losses too. Yeah. I mean, I'm no different than anybody on the general's quarters. Um, 
you know, but at the same time, I watched them lose by 30 a lot the last couple of years. They either won the game or lost by the four touchdowns. So, you know, you lose by seven and you have a, a billion mistakes to a comparable Power Five team. Yeah. Then, you know, uh, I, yeah, I think there's a lot to be, you know, kind of feel decent about coming out of this game while also still being upset you lost. Yeah, and I thought Hypel summarized it best post game, and I, and I'm sure people are gonna criticize his his coaching cliches because that's that's what a fan base does when when a coach loses a game. I, I get it, but I, I did think he summed it up perfectly in saying that I, most of the mistakes. I would say just off the top of my head, before going back and watching the game, I'm 70, 80 percent of the mistakes were all self inflicted wounds, and, and they're correctable yeah. mistakes. Right now, it doesn't feel like Joe Milton's deep ball is correctable. But Jeremy Banks, his personal penalty, that, that feels correctable, although Jeremy does have a long history of A long uh, history of that. Yeah, but so, he's, so maybe as far as his play on the field, it's getting better. Correct. But you get my point. It's like you, you can control those penalties, and you can control having first and goal from the five and ending up with fourth and 31 that results in a field goal. Yeah. Uh, you can you can correct those things. So I, I do think that is the positive to take away. It's just Josh Heupel's second game, his first true football game at, at Tennessee against a formidable opponent. And 70, 80% of the, the mistakes that were made that cost Tennessee the game, like we talked about earlier, you can correct them. Well, plenty of more game coverage following Tennessee's 41-34 loss to Pittsburgh uh, tonight, this evening, on throughout Sunday. Brent will have his column out tomorrow. We'll have a tons of stuff coming up on BallQuest.com. Plus, uh, we will have some recruiting notes, uh, some of the uh, unofficial visitors on campus. Who were they? What do they think? All that and more coming up over the next couple of days. And then, of course, the Monday night chat following Josh Heupel and his appearance on Monday. Tennessee Tech Week is next for Austin Price. Can't wait. I, just, I can't wait to sit through that next week. Everybody want to know where I'm at on this whole thing? I can't wait to sit through 50,000 people here for Tennessee Tech. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting. That's seven days away. He's oh, awesome God. Price. That has been McKee. I'm Eric Kane for the final time in the Neyland Stadium here on September the 11th, 2021. It's Pittsburgh 41, Tennessee 34.